0: Hello and welcome to the Prigya Arora show where we discuss various aspects of law and entrepreneurship with people who have been there and done that. My name is Prigya Arora, founder of PA Legal, and we have an interesting guest today, David Miller, founder of Miller IP. Welcome, David on the show.
1: Thank you for having me. Excited to be here.
0: Wow, awesome. So, uh, David, let's start with something fun and warm up. What is one thing in life that you cannot live without?
1: Oh, I mean, probably in a general sense. So I'm uh, certainly a big family guy, so I could never live without my family. So I've been uh, married for 14 years and have uh, four kids ages uh, 6 to 11. So that'd be the, the number one thing I couldn't live without.
0: Awesome! What a beautiful family, David. Congratulations for that. And yeah, so now let's begin with your story. How how did you become the person you are today?
1: Yeah, that's a, a short question to a, a much with a much longer answer. But I'll try and keep it to a reasonable scope. So, um, probably st- or backs up a bit till uh, undergraduate when I was uh, I was studying uh, dual degrees in electrical engineering and Chinese. Um, with really kind of the emphasis uh, for coming out of wanting to do um, electrical engineering. But as I was getting towards the end of undergraduate, I was kind of looking and saying, well, I like engineering, but I don't want to be an engineer um, in the sense that most engineers, you're going to be on a project for a long period of time, takes you quite a while to work your way up um, to have any real impact. On the business and you're uh, for most of your career you're a smaller cog and a bigger wheel. and so with that i was saying I, that doesn't sound fun to me or it's not what i want to do for the rest of my career and so i was kind of looking at what i wanted to do and i kind of had two passions so i loved startups and small businesses and being an entrepreneur as well as i thought the legal aspect of patents and trademarks and intellectual property be able to work on a lot of inventions, sounded interesting so Um, With that, I just decided rather than choosing one or the other, I just do both. So I went off and got both a law degree and an MBA degree. Started a, a, did a startup uh, or did my first startup while I was still doing uh, the dual degrees. Um, also came out or was an attorney, been an attorney for about mm-hmm. 10 years, and just kind of continue to chase both passions. And so, you know, I, I still uh, founded and work on and several startups and small businesses I continue to run and be a part of, as well as on the law side, I have my own law firm, uh, Miller IP Law, where we help uh, startups and small businesses with uh, patents and trademarks and other things.
0: Awesome. And I feel IP is such an interesting topics, like you get to actually practice both the worlds, being uh, involved with startups and small businesses as well as legal stuff. So it's, it's a, definitely an interesting field.
1: Yeah, no, I tend to enjoy it. And you get to see a lot of uh, cool inventions, you get to work with a lot of uh, interesting and diverse uh, businesses and startups. And so it definitely uh, provides a a lot of diversity and a lot of uh, uh, enjoyment uh, with the work.
0: So, Devin, uh, you know, you are very inspiring and you have founded and been a part of many startups and uh, probably have followed through them till the point they have become successful. So how do you decide that what kind kind of startups you will pursue and how do you decide when to, you know, move out from a startup or keep going into that startup?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that every, you know, on a lot of those questions, every startup is going to be a bit different. So some of them, you know, I would say that with that, there are some commonalities. And so when you're looking at a startup or a small business, at least for me, and what is what worked for me is, one, I have to find it exciting or interesting or something that I want to work on. So in other words, there are a lot of ways to make money, not all the ways to make money, even if they're good ways, means mean, there suits my my interests or my passions or what I would like to do. So I always look and say, okay, would this be something I would enjoy or want to work on and I'd be able to contribute to? By the same token, just because I'm passionate about it doesn't mean it's a good business opportunity. So it's kind of finding that mixture of, hey, one, is it something that I would find exciting and fun to work on? And two, is there, can I see an actual viable path as to how you would, who would be your customers, what your product would be, how much you sell it for, and how you'd get it to market. And then if I can find those, those two kind of coupled together, then I'll start to pursue it and look into it. And so, you know, and it can be everything from start to look into it and see, is there any other intellectual property that would be blocking the idea? Is there other people that are out there? How competitive is the marketplace? Is it Okay, now what what I need as far as an investment and initial startup cash, and what would it take, and how long does it take to go to market, and all those things kind of factor into. And then if it kind of makes it past those barriers, um, as far as kind of, you know, let's, a few of the startups. Some of them I'm still with, still own, still actively participate in. Some of them I've exited, and others I still maintain an ownership equity stake, but I've become more of a silent position or not active as in it as much day to day. And so, with each of those, it kind of really just depends. You know, some of them, the ones that I really want to do, then I continue to do them. Some of them, as they've grown, as they've evolved, and they pivoted and then hey it's a great business but I have passions and something I want to pursue otherwise and so I tend to step back or otherwise um, exit from those businesses. So it's kind of one where it kind of just varies depending on the the business and uh, how active I I want to be in it and how passionate I, I continue to be about it.
0: So from what I get from the conversation it's all about balance between your interest and the business aspect of the startup.
1: Yep, absolutely. And I think, you know, the the best thing is when you're in a startup or small business is if you're excited to come, not every day, because there are some days are like every other job that you're not going to be excited about it, you're going to have to deal with things that you don't want to do. But, you know, for the most part, if I'm excited about it, feel like I can add a lot of value and I'm, I'm passionate about it. And it is or it continues to engage me, then I want to continue to be with it as long as that continues, because I'm adding value and I'm vice versa, for saying, hey, this is now to the point where I'm not as engaged or I can't add as much value or it's going in a different direction or some of those other things, then I say, okay, it's probably time for me to do something different not that the business needs to go or shut down. I just may not be as actively involved in it because I'm not gonna be able to continue to add that value.
0: Interesting, very interesting. I think till the point we are able to uh, add value to that startup, we should be a part of it. And uh, when we feel that, okay, we are not adding any value, it's it's best to take a step uh, backward. Absolutely. <laughs> So uh, David, now come to you, your videos and your podcast. So you make such a good videos, such good videos that I am a fan of your videos and your podcast. So how did you decide that you'll come up with a podcast or you'll start making videos? And what are the, what are some of the interesting things that you learned during the process? Yeah, I
1: mean, I'm a big believer in creating a lot of content and not just for content sake in other words you can throw out a lot of videos but looking for different ways and avenues to share our content because I think a lot of people consume content different ways some like to watch videos others like to listen on a podcast when they're out or exercising or driving other people like to read you know articles or have it as a more of a written form and so when you know when we're looking to create content we're saying okay if we're going to create content why don't we hit as many channels as we can so those that are depending on how people like to consume that content we have a a viable path for them and so um, you know we have quite a few different blog articles a lot of the blog articles will also have video at the beginning so if you're wanting to search a topic and you can find hey there's I don't want to read the whole article, I just want to hear, you know, hear from the expert type of a thing, then you can listen to the video and then, um, you know, so that was a lot of kind of the mantras, we do a lot of video because it hits, you know, those people that like to consume it via video, we'll do a lot of blogs, because a lot of people still like to read, and then on the podcast was one where one, I, I love podcasts. So I, I'm an avid listener to a lot of podcasts. I, I, I typically will run in the mornings and I'll uh, run or listen to podcasts as I go running because um, it's a way that I can or consume a lot of content while I'm doing something else as well. And so, um, with that in mind, as I love podcasts, one of the things with a lot of our clients is there are a lot of startups and small businesses, and they're always having the various things that they're encountering with their journey. And it always feels like, you know, everybody else has it figured out, but if you're the one person in the startup or small business, you always feel like you're a failure or you're always the one that's struggling when everybody else is succeeding. And so the, the podcast really kind of got started from, um, liking wanting to get back to the startup community that we serve and say hey let's share those journeys people can hear that everybody has different paths different journeys or isn't one right. One or one answer to everybody and that everybody has those struggles, and so the podcast was kind of a bit more organic it's just starting to tell some of the journeys of our clients and other people that we came along with and continue to expand out from there.
0: Awesome. And I, I think it is, uh, it is great for the podcast hosts as well, because they get to learn so much from the interaction that they also grow every day.
1: Absolutely. Couldn't agree more.
0: Yeah. So, so David, now, uh, you know, I just wanted to ask, like, how do you keep yourself motivated since uh, there, there is so much on the plate? There is podcast, blog articles, then your work in the law, uh, law firm, then Startups and small businesses. So, how do you keep yourself motivated since you have so many things to do?
1: No, it's a fair question. I don't know if I have a a great answer other than I just enjoy it and love it. And so I think you know, one thing is is you know I I tend to I always used to joke, but there's still a lot of truth to it that my you know my hobbies are startups. In other words, what I just naturally find if I am do if I have some spare time or I'm thinking or I'm otherwise you know, or or have some downtime or that, most of the time, my thoughts just naturally tend to gravitate towards a startup or business or thinking about them. And so that's where my thoughts often are. And so for me, I I get a lot of enjoyment and pleasure out of them. So a lot of the times, the reason why I continue to keep engaged and then passionate about it and love to Mm -hmm. continue to grow it and work on various aspects is just from a a natural uh, sense of enjoyment from and that one's probably more so just out of a sense of, I guess, how or nature and how I grew up and, and, and probably inherent just with my personality. So I don't know if there's anything really, honestly, beyond that. Yeah. Just, I, I tend to enjoy it and, and find them fun and kind of like any hobby or anything that you you tend to spend your time on. If you have a, or fun with it and, and tend to enjoy it, you tend to continue to do it. And, and mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like it's a, lo- a, lot, a long day or a lot of work because it, it's just fun. So as you know, as simple or contrite as it I just enjoy it. And so I, I continue to be passionate about them and continue to or work on the various fronts.
0: Great, Devin. Uh, you have, uh, you know, simplified, given an answer in such a simplified manner, but that answer is so deep because people do not consider work as a hobby. But I know for startup owners and entrepreneurs, work is a hobby because they just enjoy doing it. It's it's like my work. Why, why, why shouldn't I enjoy doing it? So same is the case with me. I just love having conversation, love building the work and things like that. So I resonate with this answer so much. Thank you for sharing it. That's so good. Yeah. So Devin. now quickly a rapid fire round. Uh, I'll just uh, put th- uh, like three to one questions for you. So three things you are grateful for.
1: Yeah, one I've already hit on, certainly grateful for my wife and my kids and, and family, and, and that's a big part of uh, my life. Second thing I'm grateful for is I'm a pretty religious person, so I'm grateful for, um, for God and uh, the, uh, that impact that it's had on my life, and, and, and definitely uh, grateful for the, the church that I'm a part of. And the last one is just uh, grateful for the, the country that I live in, you know, as, as much as it's going on in the world and divisions and, 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 and upheavals and whatnot. Is, is still a great place love living at it. love the community i'm in and the people i'm able to associate with and serve so probably you know family god and country are probably the the, the top three i'm grateful for
0: awesome family god and country wow now uh, very quickly two traits that you think are useful for people in our field
1: yeah, I mean, I think that across almost any field, perseverance is going to be the one that uh, makes a big difference, um, you know, whether it's in the law profession, whether you're in a startup or a small business or whatever you're working on, you're going to encounter, especially if you're the the boss or the doing your own thing, you're pursuing your passion it is not always easy. It's not always going to be fun. And you're going to have to have a degree of perseverance that you're willing to push through those times that aren't fun, because that's what's going to separate the people that are successful from the, the those that aren't. And so, at least one of the aspects. So I think perseverance is a big trade. And then I think just uh, finding the enjoyment and the journey. And so I think that a lot of times you're always um, reaching for the destination, you're always wanting to hit X, Y, and Z goal, and it's great to hit goals. It's great to set goals and strive forward. But if all you're doing is shooting for goals and you're never looking and saying, "What am I doing along the way?" Then you're missing out on it. So I think perseverance and finding joy in uh, in the in the journey that you're taking is, are probably the two best traits. Wow.
0: Perseverance and finding joy. So now, one aspiration that you have for the future
1: um you know this one's probably outside of business so my wife and i um, we've uh, purchased some land we're working to save up to build a home and it's uh, on a, a few acres and we're always i was always looking to have kind of a hobby farm so i don't know i want to be a full-time farmer but uh, looking to build or plant an orchard have some animals and uh, have some um trees and room to spread out and everything else and so aspiration is is to, to get to uh, get a hobby farm going in the future
0: Beautiful. So, so yeah, that, that's so beautiful to have a farmland and acres of space with trees and animals and everything. Beautiful. So now, David, uh, I'll ask you to share some key takeaways for lawyers and legal entrepreneurs. Any key takeaways that you want to share?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think for, for lawyers and I'll, I'll kind of couch it with, you know, lawyers that are entrepreneurs. In other words, if you're doing it, you're owning a firm or you're a partner of a firm and it's a small uh, firm or starting out or just getting going, you're hanging out a shingle, You know, I think that one of the things is that you're going to have to figure out who your your market audience is or who your target audience is. And a lot of times, for a lot of lawyers, what you tend to end up doing is you'll just take in any work that anybody will pay for, especially if you're just getting started, or a small firm because you're looking. To just pay the bills, definitely get it. And when you're getting started out, yeah, take those ones. But you should have it with an eye to the direction of figuring out what you're passionate about, what you're good at, what you can actually add value, and how you can differentiate yourself from the marketplace from all the other lawyers that are out there. And so I think the the biggest thing is if you're getting started, yes, take the work that will pay the bills to, to be able to keep the lights on and to keep the firm going. But don't keep that as a long-term strategy of just being everything to everybody. But saying where are the areas that I want to focus on, where can I actually provide the most value and be the most or and and set myself apart I think if you can do those things and then uh, figure out then how you reach those or those people once you've identified who you want to focus on look to figure out a plan as to how do I where do those people how do you know where are those people as far as are they online or are they where or how do I reach them and then make sure that to target them and so that you can help them.
0: Awesome. So find a target audience and just focus on that where where your target audience is, whether they are on LinkedIn, where they are, they are on Twitter, where they are, they are offline but i think all the marketing strategy depends on who their target audience is and uh Devin, just to add to it one of my uh, trainers they told me when i started my own business one one day he uh, they told me that you should know your target audience as you know a family member so that you'll be able to relate to them very well and probably serve them better <laughs>
1: Absolutely. I think that's uh, definitely a great piece of advice.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much, David, for having a conversation with me. Thank you so much for being on the show.
1: Hey, it's my pleasure. Uh, appreciate you having me on. It was a fun conversation
0: hey there thank you for attending today's session if you enjoyed today's session do follow our channel and consider sharing it with a friend my name is prigya Rora, daughter of inspiring parents alumna of iit khalakpur engineer turned lawyer and entrepreneur and now founder of pa legal where we help creators and innovators protect their intellectual property thank you